Thank you for listening to this message from Tree of Life Church. Our prayer is that it will be a blessing to you and that you will find it helpful for life. So open up your heart to receive God's word for you. So I uh, love hearing it from the kids, but you know, really, Mom, you know, happy Mother's Day. And so one thing I want to say, you know, this is a, a fun day for some, not a fun day for others. I always want to be sensitive, you know. Some people, I know some people here at the church have lost their moms this year. And, uh, and then when we talk about moms, some people feel they don't qualify. But really, that's a bigger picture, a bigger word than what we understand, because there's biological moms, and there's stepmoms, and there's adoptive moms, and there's foster moms, and there's mom-in-laws, and there's spiritual moms. And so really, really, if you look at the scripture, it really encompasses all you ladies. In fact, if you go back to Genesis, when uh, Eve was named, Eve means the bringer of life, and it doesn't just mean biologically. It means that the bringer of life in every situation. In fact, the bringer of life into darkness. And so I just want to encourage you, ladies, God's given all of you a great, wonderful, wonderful gift that is much needed in this world today, and you bring light and life to everywhere you go. So to everyone, all you ladies, we want to say happy Mother's Day. So let's just give a big shout out to all of them today. God bless you all. It's awesome. Awesome. Again, I was thinking, get everybody come back next week, we'll show the blooper reel with all the kids, right? That's awesome. Love hearing from the kids, but again, moms, happy Mother's Day. Uh, you know, we want to let you know again, we want to honor you, uh, the message today as we wrap up our series, but also on your way out, we do have a gift for you, uh, something sweet uh, as you can grab on your way out. Ladies, all the ladies actually grab those guys, just let the ladies get them, you're going to end up with them anyways, probably, right? And so as they head out, and also we have a photo booth out here and one over in Tree Kids. We put up a lot of families, moms, you bring out your families, which is a wonderful thing uh, on Mother's Day. So great photo ops today. Uh, the line might get a little long. There's one here and, in the, and over in the Tree Kids Jungle Cafe. We got one early. We, we my family, we got here early this morning, took a shot uh, up there. Hopefully, uh, guys, if you still have it. We, we couldn't figure out, how can we get all our heads in this one prop right there? So we did the best we could, but what a great memory. So we want to encourage you guys to take advantage of that. And we'd like to ask you, when you do that, just uh, check in or tag Tree of Life, Tree of Life Church, so we can all see those. They'll go on the Tree of Life thing. We can all see that. You can get online and look at them all. That'd be a lot of fun. So that's out there available to you as well. And also, again, just a reminder, mom, since you all are here, you got an insert today. Uh, coming up in June, our whole focus emphasis in the month of June is families. And so SBXB, Summer Bible Experience. And so you want to have your kids here, your neighbor's kids, your friend's kids, with their permission, every Sunday and Wednesday, special things going on the whole month, and then culminating with a big family night. And you kind of saw the video clip. We'll let you know more about that. But since all the moms are here today, take that home with you, put it out in your refrigerator, make plans to come out for the month of June for our summer Bible experience. It's going to be a great time. And then don't forget next week, Daniel Eric Groves. Love and have Daniel every, well, I guess four or five years now. So it's a powerful time. A Friday night of, a night of worship. Can I tell you, coming out to a night of worship seems like work, but it is refreshing. And so it is a wonderful time. We're going to have an elongated time of worship and just allow the Holy Spirit to move and flow. I just want to encourage you to come out Friday night and be a part of that. And then, of course, then for both Sunday services and invite somebody. Make sure you invite somebody with you. All right. Are you ready for the word this morning? Amen. Okay. So we're, we are actually wrapping up our series. We kicked off in Easter. We're talking about keys. And we started with, on Easter Sunday, uh, Jesus went and got the keys to hell and death or to everything that's dead and dying in your life. And so keys are to unlock things. So uh, in the last several weeks, we've been talking about the keys to unlock things in our life. Unlock our ability to hear the voice of God. Unlock uh, forgiveness in our life. Unlock uh, the plan and purpose of God or knowing that. And then today, we're going to talk about uh, the key to strong families. And I, I can't think of a better way to celebrate uh, Mother's Day than talking about 
the strengthening our families because moms, you're, you're part of the anchor in that. You're part of the, the thing that helps make it strong. And, and so if there ever was a time for us to look and learn about stronger families, it's the world we live in today. And the family unit is under such attack, but God's word is powerful, amen, and it changes not. And so I, just thinking about as I look ahead to services and plan and prepare, I gather resources, I study, there's so much out there, secular and Christian, on families. And, and so, you know, there's so much material, but can I tell you, and a lot of those things are good, you have to be careful with some of the stuff, but can I tell you, there's no greater resource than the Bible. And so the Bible has great keys to building strong families. And so it's truth. It's biblical, biblical truth, biblically correct. We want to be not culturally correct. We don't want to be politically correct. We want to be biblically correct because God's plan does not need improvement. God's plan does not need changing. God knew that his word would be timeless and it didn't have to change with the times. But here's what I do know. I do know some parenting somewhat changes and somewhat with the times you have to culture wise, but somewhat when you have more kids. I mean, you, you parent your second kid a little bit different than your, not your values, but how you, you do kids. And, and in fact, your first kid, you'll take a thousand pictures and your next kid, you'll take a hundred and your next kid, you'll take 10. And the last one, you'll just say, here's my kid. <laughs> right? It's just like, it just kind of changes. And it did for us. We started out the gate taking photos of, of Callie and, and, and every grandma, both our grandmas got photo albums, both great grandmas got photo albums. And then that boy, can I tell you, that was not motivation for that. Just kind of went a little bit uh, when we had, uh, not that we love our kids any different, but just things change. And it's much like this thing I came across. And, and let me give a disclaimer here. This was written by a lady. I just want you ladies to know a man did not write this. And so uh, I felt it was fun to share. So I want to share it with you. Kind of how parenting evolves the more kids you have. And so on the subject of maternity clothes, lady, you'll, you'll understand this one. Uh, with a first baby, you begin wearing maternity clothes as soon as your OBGYN confirms your pregnancy. You're super excited, ready, I'm gonna have a baby. Your second baby, you wear your regular clothes as long as possible. You don't want to even get in the maternity clothes. And then your third baby, your maternity clothes are your regular clothes. You don't even care anymore. Like, <laughs> I didn't write that, ladies. Lady wrote that. Going out, then you can't wait to the day that your kids, you feel comfortable to leave them with someone, get a sitter. We're going to go out finally, going to go out on our, with each other. On your first baby, the first time you go out, you call home every five minutes to check in. Is everything okay? With your second baby, just before you walk out the door, you remember to leave an emergency number where you can be reached. And then with your third baby, you leave instructions for the sitter to call only if she sees blood. <laughs> only. A limb is lost, only something. Here's one that moms can really appreciate, and God bless you moms on this one in particular, on swallowing coins. With your first child, you rush a child to the hospital and demand x-rays. With your second child, moms, again, God bless you, you carefully watch for the coin to pass. And then your third child, moms, you deduct it from their allowance. Hey, what's going on here? I'm doing that. <laughs> again, here's what I know. Things change, our world changes, but God's principles and truths do not. They are timeless. They are uh, things that we can build a life on. We can build strong families on. And so I want to give you today five keys to building stronger families or strong families. Uh, and these keys really honestly, and, and when you look at a, a service like a Mother's Day service, again, you don't want to uh, uh, exclude different groups of people or whatever. So let me say this today. Again, this, these principles are for everybody in every relationship. You know, the word uh, is af applicable in every area of our life. And so um, even if you're not a, a mom this morning, if you will, uh, these principles, these keys apply to every relationship that you have. And so it's important for us to look and understand. So don't check out this morning. And so let's start in the book of Proverbs, the book of wisdom, Proverbs 24, three. Here's what the word says. 
by wisdom a house is built. Now, when it says wisdom there, when you study that word wisdom out, it takes wisdom. It's speaking to something beyond training, instruction, and equipping. In fact, the Bible says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, so it takes something straight from heaven or something really divine in order to have a good or strong family. It says, by wisdom, a house is built, and through understanding, it is established. Established being a foundation, a solid foundation. So understanding basically means that how to apply, that you apply. When you apply that divine wisdom that comes, when you apply it, you're building a strong foundation or you're building a strong family. It's literally what that scripture means when you translate it and break it down. In fact, the New Living Translation says, it becomes strong through good sense. And so applying the word of God and understanding means an effort to apply the truth. And so let me give you five keys to strong families here. Number one, it takes authentic faith. Here's our starting point, authentic faith. Now, that's said that way, meaning or implying that there is an inauthentic faith, and there is. And really what I mean by that is you need a personal relationship with Jesus. You need to get to close to God, as close to God as you possibly can. The best thing you can do for your family and as a family is to get as close to God as you possibly can. See, there's so much more to God than just what happens on Sundays, Too many people and too many Christians just think that God's just a Sunday God. God's a Monday through Sunday God. He's an everyday 24-7 God, amen? And if you just relegate him to Sundays or Wednesdays, you're really missing out on a lot of the great things God has for you. You're missing out on a dynamic, vibrant, powerful, wonderful relationship. You're missing out on on the anointing of God for your everyday life. You're missing out on his strength and doing things in your strength. You're missing out on his grace, which we all need his grace, amen? And so you need an authentic personal relationship with God. And as a family, you need to see how close to God you can possibly get. And and it's important for us to not miss out on all the great things that he has for us. And, And again, I wanna tell you that there's more to God than just religion and acts of service. There's a personal relationship that he wants to have with you. You can know him and he can know you. John 10 says his sheep know his voice. So get close to Jesus, get close to Jesus. See how close you can get to Jesus. The best thing I can tell you about building strong families is to see how close you can get to God. Proverbs 14, 26, the living Bible says this, reverence for God, now listen, reverence for God gives a mom, gives a man, gives a dad deep strength. Where does your strength come from? Relationship, pressing in, honoring, revering God, respecting God, great strength. The result, look at the result, the Bible says, of pressing into God as much as you can. It says that you provide then a place of strength, of refuge and security for your children. See, and here's what we do. We work really, really hard to try and provide a place of refuge and security for our kids in the natural, but the Bible says if we will start by pressing into God as much as we can, then we create a place of refuge and security. Authentic faith. How close can you get to God? Your number one priority should be how close you can get to God, not just for you, but listen to what the scripture says for creating a place for your family of refuge and security. You want a strong family, you need a place of refuge, you need a place of security, and that comes by pressing into your personal relationship with God. That's what the scripture says here. They have or create a place of refuge and security when they press in their relationship with God. Look at Joshua 24, 15, here's what it says. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourself this day whom you'll serve. But as for me and my house, 
we will serve the Lord, amen? It's a decision you make every single day. Why? We want authentic faith. We want a real relationship with God. We don't want to just go to church relationship. We don't just play church relationship with God. We're not here just to date God. We're here to go all in in our relationship with him. And so you want to build strong families, you need to see how close to God you can possibly get. Key number one. Key number two, intentional schedules. This is a big deal. I don't think we we understand this or we look at this this way, but listen, you need to realize, I realize I don't have much time on the planet, so I need to use it wisely. I'm amazed at how time flies. I'm amazed. And just a week, you know, my my oldest is going to be 18. I two teenagers, and Camry will be 17 in August, and Cal will be 18 next week, and it's like, where did the time go? And now I'm trying to do things with my family that I wish I would have done earlier. I can't get that back. I can try and make the most today, but listen, we need to be more more intentional with our schedules Uh, and, and the busy world that we live in today. If you're not intentional with it, your schedule will run you. You won't run your schedule. And so here's what we need to understand. I believe, here's what I believe, and I have uh, friends and, and, and pastors that are in ministry and mentors and, and they pastor churches and all sizes and, and I look at them all the time and, and how, what can I learn from them? And here's what I've learned. The, the ones that I, I love their family life and I love their church life, they're very intentional with their time. I, I, the families that I admire in ministry or model our family after in ministry, I'm not talking about even just a church, I'm talking about my family, my marriage, they're very intentional with their schedule. It's amazing to me. And so I, I think it's important for us to understand this principle or key of intentional schedules because I know people that guard their time, they have family time, they make family time, they turn off the TV pile in bed. That's one thing we've been doing. We have a, a king-size bed. We've been doing it a lot lately is uh, just turn off the TV at night, um, except when the Spurs are playing Go Spurs Go this afternoon, by the way. Anyways, okay? It's Mom's Day and Spurs Day. <laughs> and so, uh, so we all pile on the bed together and just talk and have a great time and talk about life and all kinds of stuff and laugh and cry and, and just it's a great time. In fact, last night, um, we had a busy day Saturday. I spent most of the time getting ready for today and then my kids were out doing some stuff and then Jess moves out and, and the kids came home and then later Jessmine came home and, and so when she got in bed, we're laying in bed talking, she's like, where are the girls? And I'm like, well, I guess they're in bed. And she goes, well, why, why aren't they in here? And I'm like, do they need to be in here? <laughs> but that's kind of how it's been for a while now and we're realizing that, you know, as they're getting older, that time's so precious. And so intentional schedules, we need to make sure we have those. You know, and, and when kids are little or growing up, uh, you know, we, we do some other things, think we'll have time later, and then when time flies, we wonder where it went. But this is a big, bigger deal than we realize. Here's a study from Cornell University. Cornell University did a study and found that the average father in America spends seven minutes a day personal time with their kids, 49 minutes in a week, that's less than an hour. And uh, I know that's probably not anybody in here, but in America today, this is a problem. We need to be intentional with our schedules. And today, we just shove iPods, iPads, iPhones at them. And those aren't bad things, but we can't let those things raise our kids. You know, we can't let video games and social media and all that raise our kids. I remember when my kids are little and you're just wanting a break, remember, and you'd buy the movie and put the movie on, right? Go in there with the babysitter and put the movie on, right? It's not a babysitter, it's the TV with a movie on it. That's what, we just need a break. And so those things are okay at times, but we need to be mindful of, you know, that personal time that we build with our kids and with our families. And you might need to consider, okay, I don't mean to step on any toes, I've lived this life and I'm your pastor, I love you. You might need to consider not 
doing every sport. You, you might need to consider not doing five sports, ballet and karate or whatever that is because I'm telling you, time is very short and my experience as I talked to many, many families over the years is at the end of life, people don't look back and wish they would have spent time playing more sports or more time at the office. And so our time is so fleeting as it is that we need to be mindful in building strong families. We need intentional schedules. Uh, why does all this matter? Psalms 39.6, New Living Translation says this, because we are merely moving shadows and all our busy rushing ends in nothing. Our life can be busy shadows if we don't have intentional schedules and all then that we uh, rushing around, all our busy rushing around ends in nothing. And can I say this, by the way, you know if you're a busy family when, if your family's too busy, that when you holler to the kids, it's time to eat, and they all go get in the car. I mean, as I say, too busy when? Time to eat, they go get in the car. Psalms 39, six again, all this busy rushing ends in nothing there in the scripture. And here's the Bible's advice to you and I. Ecclesiastes 4, six says this, but it is better to have only a little or only do a little with peace of mind than be busy all the time with both hands. That's biblical advice right there. The scripture is good and true. Better to do a little than be busy all the time. Key number three, discovering purpose. This is, they're all big ones. This is a big one. This is one we're really working on at my home, discovering purpose. Now listen, you can't do this one without doing number one. You cannot find your purpose or your kid's purpose without connecting to the one who gave you purpose. Without connecting to the one who created your purpose. So you need to press into God to discover your purpose and help your child discover their purpose. Then you'll be able to do number two because when you know what you're created to do, you know what to say yes to and you know what to say no to. You can filter those things better. So press into God and then as you're discovering your purpose, you can help with your intentional schedules. But when you have a purpose, it helps to know how to spend your time. Now listen, every parent, every parent, every grandparent, everyone responsible for helping raise their kids, listen, you need to focus on your kids' purpose, that unique thing that God created them to do that makes them them, what distinguishes them from everyone else because they're not like everyone else. In fact, you know that if you have multiple kids. I have kids that are complete opposites. Both of my kids are 15 months apart, but they're complete opposites. And listen, I've learned this from my dad a long time ago. He would always say, you don't have to be good at everything, you just need to be good at one thing. Just find that one thing and invest in it. Find that one thing and pour life into it. I tell my kids, give their best effort. If their best effort's straight A's, then yeah, give your best effort. If it's not, I just want your best effort. Whether it be sports, life, music, whatever God's created to do, give your best effort and we'll find out what you're good at and we'll invest there. And as I said, my kids are completely different and you've seen them and, and, and one of them's, uh, we feel gifted uh, musically and, and so we're investing there. We, we have one that's gifted uh, technically and, and, and really detail oriented. And in fact, she helps run uh, most of the social media here for the church. She's taken more and more of that on. It's just her thing. I don't understand any of that stuff, but it's just her thing. Uh, my kids are wired different. One's kind of an introvert and, and the other one's kind of life of the party, right? Knows, knows everybody, stranger, no one. One can't get around town without the other one in their town or where to go. And it's a good thing because you can't order. The other one has to order for them. I mean, they're, they're different, right? They, they can't order at the drive-thru. Kids are different. So when you find that one thing, I appreciate so much my dad finding that in me, finding all that about in me and, and, and nurturing that in, in my life and same with my mom. And so it's important to discover their purpose in life. We need to spend time doing that. Uh, <clears throat> let me tell you, parents, something, and I mean this as serious as I can. There's an anointing on your life to speak into the life of your kids. You have an anointing, a God 
God-given anointing. And don't let the devil lie to you and tell, me, tell you that you don't. We need to be speaking more positive things. The flip side of that is, we need to be careful what we say. But we need to be speaking about their future. We need to be speaking the life whom God's created. See them through the eyes of God. Not necessarily who they are. You have to do correct and direct, but, but speak to them who they are to be, to their destiny and to their purpose. Paul said it clearly this way, Acts 20, 24. Here's what Paul said. However, I consider my life worth nothing to me. My only aim is to finish the race and complete the task Jesus has given me. Paul says, my only aim on this planet is to do what I was created to do. I just want to live my life, Paul says, and do what God put me here to do. He said, that's the most important thing in life is to find out what you're here for and then do it. If I can just find out what God wants me to do, that's my only aim. And every parent needs to recognize that unique thing. And, and, and let me say this, and this may sound funny, and some of you are older than me or whatever, but listen, as the spiritual father of this house, one of my jobs is to help you discover why you're on the planet. The best thing I can do as pastor or spiritual father of this house is to help all of you discover why you're here. That's why we do and teach some of the things we teach and some of the series we teach, to help you all discover the, your purpose on the planet. That's why we have a growth track. We had Growth Track 201 today, which was membership. You can jump into Growth Track any day that we have it. Next week coming up, we have 301, which you get a spiritual gift test, which helps you recognize how God created you. And when you recognize how he's created you, your bend, then you know kind of what he's created you for. And the next week after that, 401, is how we can get you plugged in and how you can engage life doing what you've been created to do. You can jump in at any time. I'd encourage you guys to get on that next week. But there's something God's called you to do. And when you find it and engage in it and start doing it for his glory, it changes everything. And again, there's so much power in our words. That's why we have to be careful what we say. Ephesians 4.29 says this, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building them up, speak to their purpose, according to their purpose, according to their destiny, according to how God's created them, according to their needs, according to their future, that it may benefit them. Don't tear them down, build up. Be careful with your words. There's great power that you have. And let me say this, just, I wanna be very transparent. When I look at, I don't have a whole lot of regrets in my parenting, just to be honest with you. I haven't made all the best decisions, but the regrets that I do have mostly come from the words that I've said. The things that in the heat of the moment, I let come out of my mouth. I didn't, I didn't keep my mouth shut or I didn't speak to the positive things. That, those, are my, those are my biggest regrets. I can't get them back. I can only speak love and, and, and repent. I, in fact, I'll just share a quick story. It was uh, the four of us were at Chewy's. It's one of our favorite places to eat one night. And I, I don't remember. I wouldn't share it anyways what kind of triggered it. But man, it just lit my fuse. Something lit my fuse. And I started going down that road. And one of my daughters said, Dad, no, don't, don't do that. Dad, stop. And my wife said, stop, don't say anything. And I kept going. And I just blasted. And can I tell you, I've, I've regretted that. And I've gone back and apologized. I didn't use my words like I should. Now, there's things that we'll talk about, but can I tell you, the anointing on your life and in your mouth, parents, is to build up and to speak to their destiny and to their future. You want to know a key to building strong families? Help them discover their purpose and speak to it. Nurture it within them. God will help you do that. Amen. God will help you do that. Look at here in Mark 10, 16. I love this picture. 
And he took the children in his arms, placed his hands on them and blessed them. This is Jesus, Jesus. The disciples tried to keep the kids away and Jesus said, no, let them come to me. And the kids came to Jesus and sat on his lap and it says he just, he held them and it says he blessed them. And let me tell you what that means because back in that day, that what it's talking about, you spoke a blessing over the life. You prophesied something over them. You spoke to their future. You spoke to their potential. It wasn't Jesus just going down, oh, you're real sweet, patting a little kid on the head. Just be a good boy. Oh, you're real precious. Be a sweet little girl. Oh, just bless you. Oh, bless you. You know what Jesus did? I believe he embraced those young men and he said, you're going to be just like David and you're going to slay giants. And he embraced those little girls and said, you're just going to be like Esther and you're going to, you're going to help your people and you're going to be a mighty man of God. You're going to be a mighty woman of God. You're going to be a champion for the kingdom. You're going to change this world. You're going to go out today on your way to school and bless them when they go out and say, you're going to be a world changer today. You're going to be a light in the darkness in your school today. You bless them. You speak over their lives. Every chance you get, every chance you get. Key number four, right relationships. Huge. Relationships are huge. Very important. As if to say they're wrong relationships, and we all would say, yes, there are, (laughs) right? Listen, I've been in ministry. In fact, in June, I'll celebrate 25 years full-time ministry here at Shree. Amen. Thank you. Honored. Can't believe I'm that old. No, I'm just kidding. I've aged well. And so... uh, (laughs) You know, the thing about that is I started out in ministry here as in youth ministry. So I've, I've ministered with teens and, and parents and then growing up and obviously what I do now, I've talked to families all, all throughout this 25 years and I just wanted to tell you what, uh, what I'm 100% sure of, what I know 100% is that every one of us are the sum, sum total of our relationships, good or bad. My dad told me all the time, you are the company that you keep. And the Bible's very clear about that, our relationships. We need to be more purposeful with our relationships. And can I say this, parents? You need to be more knowledgeable about the relationships your kids have. It doesn't matter how old they are. Ask my kids. We, we, we interrogate them. We, if we had to sit down and bring, bring, bring them in, bring them in, send them down right here. And can I tell you, I actually love being the pastor because that can be very intimidating sometimes to some of these young people. But anyway, so that's another story. But anyway, so I, I think you need to know better the relationships that your kids have because they'll help, it'll shape them. And a lot of times when you see him steering or going down a different path, you could maybe surmise that maybe you just need to look at a different group of friends. I mean, that can be kind of hard to say, but the reality is we got to fight for our kids and relationships are a big deal. We just give our kids over to the world or to our friends and we shouldn't do that. We need to know what's going on. And can I tell you, relationships are so important in our own lives because show me your friends and I'll show you what your future will look like. It's critical. That's why we're redoing, and that's why you've seen some announcements already, you'll see more throughout the summer, but come fall, we're redoing all our groups, you'll see a big launch of groups in the fall, because relationships are huge for us to be connected with people that will support us, encourage us, pray with us, uh, point us to our destiny in God, our kids are no different. The best decisions you'll make in your life are relationship decisions. Proverbs 27, 19 says this, a mirror reflects a man's face, but what he is really like is shown by the kinds of friends he chooses. Show me your friends, they'll show you who you are. They'll show you your destiny. And Proverbs 13, 20 says this. Proverbs 13, 20. Walk with the wise and become wise, for a companion of fools go to jail. <laughs> okay, you might as well say that. It doesn't really, but don't you understand what I'm trying to make there? A companion of fools suffers harm. And so we need to be very careful and, and, and help nurture right relationships. You want to get your kids around the right people. And I just want to tell you that Jessamy and I are really strict. 
I'm sure my kids come home all the time saying, people, kids tell them, man, your parents are really strict. Good, I'm glad. I want to apologize for that. Listen, and I know that we're, we're not just strict with non-church kids, we're strict with church kids. We're here to help build a strong family and help build good world changers, amen? And we have different values at times. I'm not saying any better, any worse, but listen, the convictions that God has put in our heart, we're very mindful of, we're very strict on those. And, and I, 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 I'm, I'm looking forward to what God has for my kids' future and, and what they're gonna do in life is gonna be great, I believe that. But I believe it's not gonna be as important. What they're gonna do in life is, to me, is not gonna be as important as who they're gonna do life with. Because you can be doing what you're to be doing in life and the wrong people can come change that. You can be doing the right thing and have the wrong people and end up good. And can I tell you, we've probably all been there at some point in time in our life. And so we need right relationships. We need to monitor that and build strong families. We need to keep on top of that. You can't build a strong family without right relationships. And let me give you this last one. And this is an absolute must. I don't know if there's one more important than the other. This one just may be, and that would be this, that you cannot build a strong family without amazing grace. Grace, 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 amazing grace. See why I call it amazing grace? They call it amazing because it makes no sense. And it does. What God extended to you and I, the grace he extended to you and I makes absolutely no sense. We didn't earn it. We didn't deserve it. We weren't good enough, but he gave it anyways. It's amazing grace. Who treats you like that? Nobody but God. God took all the stuff that we did, that we're doing, and that we'll ever do and forgives us. Your family needs grace. Kids, your parents need grace. Parents, your kids need grace. There's not a relationship on earth that you won't have to have grace to stay in a relationship with them. People and relationships are imperfect. And I realize that, that people in my family are gonna make mistakes. I realize, my family realizes I'm gonna make mistakes. And when they make mistakes, they need to know, first and foremost, that I love them. That's what they need to know the most. I know they've blown it, they know they've blown it. And we'll talk about it, that doesn't mean we ignore it or deny it, we'll talk about it. But they'll know first that I love them. And then they'll first, there's nothing we can't get through. You know, I got a, came across a, a letter I want to read to you, a son to his dad. Dad found this on his, on his pillow when he was passing by the room from his son. It says this, it is with great regret and sorrow that I'm writing you. I had to elope with my new girlfriend because I wanted to avoid a scene with mom and you. I've been finding real passion with Stacy and she is so nice. But I know you would not approve of her because of all the piercings and tattoos and tight motorcycle clothes and the fact that she's much older than I am. But it's not only the passion, Dad, she's pregnant. And Stacy said that we'll be very happy. She owns a trailer in the woods and has a stack of firewood for the whole winter. We share a dream of having many more children. Stacy's opened my eyes to the fact that marijuana doesn't really hurt anyone. We'll be growing it for ourselves and trading it with other people that live nearby for drugs. In the meantime, we'll pray that science will find a cure for AIDS so Stacy can get better, she deserves it. Don't worry, Dad, I'm 15 and I know how to take care of myself. Someday I'm sure that we'll be back to visit so that you can get to know your grandchildren, love your son. P.S. Dad, none of the above is true. I'm over at Tommy's house. I just wanted to remind you that there are worse things in life than the report card that's in my center desk drawer. (laughs) I love you. Call me when it's safe to come home. Grace, grace, amazing grace. You know, we need to be reminded of the grace that we walk in. Because here's what I know. The devil's trying to destroy every family. 
And it takes grace for every relationship. Every family takes grace. Jesus said, Mark 3.25, this, if a house is divided against itself, that house cannot stand. We have got to have grace in the middle of our homes. It takes the grace of God. Ephesians 4.32 says this, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you, just as God forgave you. You can do it. You can extend grace if you just remember how much Jesus had to forgive you. You'll never have to forgive someone more than Jesus forgave you, amen? It takes amazing grace. Keys to strong families, authentic faith. Get as close to God as you can. Intentional schedules, be mindful that our life is so short and look and see what's most important. Discover purpose. Your kids have a great purpose and destiny in their life. Help nurture that, speak to that. Right relationships, be mindful that you become the company you keep and embrace the grace, amazing grace, just as Christ extended that to you and I, extend that to your families. I know this, God is a good and faithful God and he's made a way where there seems to be no way. You can trust him, you can take him at your word, at his word and he has given us the keys to strong families. If you'll just have the courage to take him and unlock that in your life and in your family. Let's pray. Every head bowed, every eye closed. My heart, my hope this morning in this message and honoring moms and encouraging us and building strong families and wrapping up the series was to see that God has made a way for all of us to walk in what he has for us. Oh, it's not gonna be easy for sure. The enemy's gonna be fighting you every step of the way, but if you'll stay steady, if you'll stick with it, you can do it. You can do it. And you can use these keys to unlock all the things that God has for your life. Apply the word of God. In particular, the topic today in Stronger Families, this world is trying to pull families apart. We need to take our place and make a stand on the word of God and fight for our families. God has the keys to strong families. We hope that you enjoyed this message. You can find more messages and information about Tree of Life Church at treeoflifechurch.org. We'd like to invite you to come visit us at 5513 IH35 South in New Braunfels, Texas, or you can watch us on live stream. Thank you again for listening.